are here finally. What's right. good, world? Right. It's your boy Mastermind Mind. This is a special episode E3 Talk. Um, I, I said I was gonna butcher your name. That's okay. I, I did anyway, but uh, which is going short for pie. Yeah, it's Pyretta Blaze. Call me Pie. Everybody. It's okay. Everybody calls me Pie, and I like Pie. So it's been a long day, long night. All right, so listen, um, E3 has, has we, we just left some greatness on E3. Um, I've talked about, I talked about a, a couple of things. There's a couple of things that I'm going to come back and kind of touch on. Um, I ain't even get to speak on Nintendo, but uh, we here now. So my top three was, um, I'm going to come right back to you because on the previous episode, I gave my top three. And my top three was, uh, this is before Nintendo, but now Nintendo is in that top three. My top three is uh, Xbox and Bethesda, Ubisoft, and now Nintendo. Um, and I go my three I don't like later on, but yeah, I'm gonna just I'm I'm gonna pass the floor up to you because I touched on most of it. But I want to know what you're what what you what you are mostly excited. I mean, really, really excited about this E3 and your favorite three uh, showcases. Honestly, the, like, the ones, okay, I, I have to preface this. This is one of the first E3s that, for me, literally everything I was hoping for, I got the exact opposite. And the things that I thought were going to be terrible or just meh, I wouldn't care that much about, are literally, like, the things that I'm interested in. Um, I hadn't figured that would be the case with me, but this year particularly it is the Elden Ring was like probably my favorite to be honest but um while I'm not familiar with the gameplay of Dark Souls I understand a lot about the story Uh, because my my brother has played it and will talk my ear off about it and it's apparently a game I should play it's probably it is his favorite game mm -hmm. but it's one that like with the way that the gameplay is and the storyline and just the because I've seen some of the visuals I'm like okay I'm just not sat down and played it i need to probably get into that because i probably would dig the crap out of it but that golden ring looked the it was gritty but it it still was vibrant in color um and i'll touch on that later when i get into final fantasy um but elden ring was probably my number one it just it, it, it dude i'm gonna be able to like it, it's open world i always love open world games um you're gonna be able to be on the mount because being on a open world game where you don't have some form like uh how breath of the wild lets you do the kiting and stuff yeah 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 and, and you can ride on the horses and stuff if you're in a huge expanse open world and can't be on a mount it kind of sucks um or some type of little speed boost once you have those things it's different um some games don't and they tend to not do as well and it's just because it's not as manageable for the players but it's a pretty expansive open world now i wouldn't say it's as big as like Elder Scrolls necessarily uh, and I don't mean online because that's huge I mean like their individual chapters like when they did you know like Somerset Isles and, and Oblivion and Skyrim um, I would say it might be just a smidge smaller map wise comparatively from the way it looks but that showcase was the one that made me go I want to play that game and I didn't think I was going to want to play something from them and I, I don't recall who puts out Dark Souls. Um, um, it's it's a PlayStation exclusive, but I forgot the studios. Yeah, like and I'm not gonna always remember all the studios. Yeah, true, um, true. but that was one. You know, I could just Google it real quick. Who did who did it? Elden Ring. 
Let's see, Elden Ring game. Oh no, because no, that's no, coming no, out no. like you a said few Elder days. Ring. I thought you no Elder yeah. Ring. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's a new game. Yeah, that's, that's coming out. A, yeah, that's I, not a PlayStation exclusive. I don't know. I forgot who made that. Yeah, no. It's, um, I was going to say, I think it's cross-platform. I, I think yeah. it's not going to be on PC. I think it's going to be just Xbox and PlayStation. But that's you're getting the mains. So, you know, the biggest yeah. consoles. Yeah. No offense to Switch. I'm not dogging it. Um, But that's that's one I'm really like, dude, I was blown away by that. Uh, it, it just yeah. was very visually stunning. The, like I said, it was gritty where it needed to be with like monsters and stuff, but it was still vibrant in color. There were some games that were shown that were a little flat and dull. Um, Elden Ring is by, yeah, let's see, PC Gamer should say what studio it's from. Yo, my PC on my end. From weird. software? So, like, is that their name? From software? No fucking way. That just sounds like they type it. I, I think it, it it is a new um it is what? a new IP though. But okay, because it's literally oh, it is. It's yeah. from capital F, and then it's it, it's a compound word from software. And so, like in PetSmart, you know how the P and the S were capitalized. The F and the S in from software are capitalized in the compound word of their name. I get it now. I thought that was a typo. I apologize to you and your journalist. I'm so sorry. I was not trying to dog on you, PC gamer, I swear. Um, I just thought it was like a typo because that shit happens. Yeah, um, so they are a totally new studio, but it just looked amazing. Um, granted, some of these things, like, they'll look good, but then we get to the gameplay. Like, the gameplay's fine, but the button controls. So that might be my only hang-up is if the button controls are intuitive or if they're a little clunky. Yeah, but, that's, that's, um, something I, that's something I mentioned was uh, like comeback, like fighting style. I'm interested to see how they're going to do that because, I mean, Witcher's comeback was pretty, it, it was okay. Uh, Assassin's Creed comeback is, is pretty dope. The last one was, was even better, but the new Assassin's Creed, the comeback need to be a little bit worked on, but at the same time, when it comes to like open world games, you know what I'm saying, that comeback has to be right. So I'm oh, interested yeah. to see how they, how they, you know, say how they go with the whole combat role. But Elder Rings was definitely one of my picks. I actually got it on, on one of my lists up here. Elder Rings was definitely one of my picks, though. Yeah, and that comes out in just like literally a handful of days. It comes out on the 21st, I think. Maybe 22nd. No, 21st is Thursday, right? Yeah. So it'll come out on June 21st. Um, it looked amazing. I don't have it pre-ordered, but honestly, I'm gonna be going to GameStop tomorrow because there was another game I was supposed to get that dropped in like five or six days i don't even remember which one it is now oh no they're releasing a um the um metroid on yeah, switch yeah, the first yeah. three metroids on switch that will be releasing next thursday that's what i need to go pre-order just so it's there what or actually it'll be like oh shit is it coming out tomorrow My game's no out. no that that metro that metroid is coming out um uh what is it? 10 8 21 and yeah, the Elder Ring, I don't, yeah, that's coming out like 2022. <laughs> so my friend Slavit pointed out something that honestly I didn't even really consider when looking at some of the stuff with the, uh, like when, oh, if it's being released on like Xbox, PC, PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And now granted, I was doing other things in the background watching E3. Um, I multitask with everything I do basically. I don't recall any that were exclusive not necessarily exclusive but we're like really being pushed for playstation 5 do you remember any games that were well, being pushed specifically for the 5 because my friend solvent here is like saying he's still waiting for a must-have playstation 5 game to drop yeah that's because e- that's because playstation wasn't at e3 
that's why you didn't hear a lot of things about PlayStation games or anything because PlayStation didn't come to this E3. PlayStation is doing their own thing to where they're having like their own little state of play. Uh, they still haven't really revealed the date when they're having that. That'll actually probably be either tomorrow or probably next month. But they're not at E3. Them and Rockstar, they didn't come to E3. They oh, damn, because I know I missed some at E3, but Rockstar wasn't there either? Shit. Yeah, Rock, Rockstar skipped out. PlayStation, I wonder, um, not PlayStation, I wonder if that Nintendo was related yesterday. to things with the, the pandemic and the coof. No, no, no. PlayStation, they, they skipped out last year, even before the pandemic. PlayStation just, like, they don't like, for one, E3 puts a big old spotlight on, on a lot of developers and whatnot and games to where it's like, I, I, y'all ain't got it done, you still got to show something. And yeah. it's kind of, it's always a lot of pressure. So I, I feel like with PlayStation, they was like, you know what, we pretty much, are, we're already the leaders and we don't really want that pressure on us, we'll just do our own little thing. And so that's what, that, that's kind of what they, they've been doing for about okay. three years now. I See, like there's, I'm just getting back into some of these things because honestly my life was chaotic the last five years and it's getting a lot better. And it's been a while, well other than earlier today, it's been a while since I've sat here in this chair on stream and was like, oh, my rib popped out of alignment. Like I'm kind of healthy now and okay. I mean, not always, but um, so like tending to myself, I don't always get to sit here and, and watch and look at the things that I would want to. Um, but I didn't know that PlayStation was kind of like withdrawing on that. Because yeah. last I'd been, because honestly, like, yeah, last year I think I only watched two showcases and I can't recall what they were. Because uh, they both were kind of just like, could have been better, could have been worse. Like, the games look fine, but just the way that it was done, I was like, eh. I think the last real E3 showcase that I watched, um, other than like this year's, um, before everything with my accident and all that was. The, yeah, it was whatever year they released until dawn, and I have that game. What year until did that? Dawn. Oh shoot! That was, yeah, that, that was dropped. In, <laughs> I can't quite read. I'm holding it right now though. Yeah, that was. I'm far sighted as shit. It dropped in 2015. Okay, so that's been a hot minute. But my oh, last yeah, one five been and a half years ago. Bit. So, um, uh, mostly re I'm recovered as much as much as I'm gonna be, and now I'm finally able to get into doing things and sitting for long periods of time. It was like. 10 minutes standing, 10 minutes laying. When you alternate like that, you don't care about what's going on on that TV screen. You don't care. Yeah. Like, so I have fallen away from it. So I hadn't noticed that PlayStation wasn't really there representing um, yeah, at yeah, E3. Yeah. And now that I'm kind of, now that you're thinking about it, or well, thinking about it after you said that, I'm yeah. noticing, yeah, their presence was pretty absent in the, in the showcases that I did watch. So, yeah. Yeah, and, yes. <laughs> and, and the other rings, yeah, it don't come out to, uh, next year, uh, January the 19th, 2022. Okay, because, like, I would love to see what, like, what exclusives they're pushing, you know? What, um, PlayStation? Yeah. Well, the exclusive that PlayStation is pushing is Ratchet & Clank. That was one. Uh, see, right before E3 began, you know, Ratchet & Clank just came out last week. So right before E3 began, they their main focus was Ratchet and Clank, and remember Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, or Horizon Forbidden West, which is the second uh, installment in, in another AAA title that they got. They premiered that like uh, weeks right before Ratchet and Clank, so that they kind of already gave you a setup of their own little E3. All right, all right. So they're big wow, yeah. Ratchet and Clank. A lot of people mm -hmm. do that, like, like Ratchet and. Uh, I, I give you, a, I give you a quick rundown of. Some PlayStation exclusives that we're definitely expecting. Uh, Ratchet and Clank just dropped. Um, Horizon Forbidden West 
that'll probably drop uh, November, October, uh, later on this year. Uh, God of War, they pushed it back to 2022. Uh, we just got yeah. the uh, PS5 version. Yeah, they pushed it back. We got the PS5 version of Final Fantasy VII that just dropped, um, like, I think yesterday or the day before yesterday. Like the PS5 the remake, graphic. Yeah, that remake. Yeah, the graphic, the graphic I haven't seen graphic. it. I've only played a little bit. I haven't done it on the PlayStation 5 because I only have a 4. But for those yeah. of you with a PlayStation 5 and you don't have a 4, get it. I am not a Final Fantasy franchise player. This is my first foray into it. But the bit that I have done has been absolutely fantastic. I was blown away by it. And it, honestly, that's why I wanted to get it. Because when I saw the trailer for it and everything, it showed mm -hmm. a little bit of the gameplay. Not a lot. I was like... This looks so pretty and so fun. And I was like, I gotta give it a whirl. So it has been my first experience into the Final Fantasy realm, other than the knowledge I have from my friends that played it. Yeah, um, it's, so it's, I'm glad it's that PlayStation 5 is finally getting it because it's beautiful, it's amazing. I'm starting to see even prettier on the PlayStation 5. And especially if you're running one of those like crazy like 8K TVs or some crap like that, like, oh, I bet it's just, cause it's on my little crummy TV that in here from streaming. It was so stunning. I I was blown away by it. Um, Steve already beat the first one part of it. It's gonna be three installments. So no, they're, it's, they're it's gonna be two, two. Just like back in the day when PS PS one when they had two discs for the game. Mm -hmm. and yeah, so it's it's gonna be two parts of it. But they dropped the DLC also. So you got with the PS five oh. update and the DLC that just dropped. So you know that was like that's PlayStation way of saying hey. We're not at E3, but our presence is still still being known and still present. So that's that's a drop. Uh, you got they just dropped the Last of Us 2 uh, update enhancement. What I think beginning of this month. So PlayStation is is kind of been a little busy, you know. what I'm saying doing stuff that they normally would probably do, or I would say normally would even do doing E3. If that makes any sense. And yeah. You also got. Um, I, I said God of War. There's a, uh, Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo is another one. And if, did you see the Xbox uh, showcase? No, um, only because I I will never play on Xbox. It's not an, a dig on Xbox, but with my dinky ass hands, their controllers as they get larger and larger with each fucking console, I dislocate more and more of my joints. Like I have a ring splint. It is not a ring it's not decoration it's literally to keep that your first joint by your fingernails called your dip joint like you're gonna dip into some salsa and that dip joint dislocates all the time when i'm on those bigger controllers uh i start to dislocate my thumb out of alignment and can't put in on my own that one i require a doctor for um so i don't play only because of that now, if they, if Pelican, the remember the back in the day, like early two thousands, you could go to like Walmart, Target, Game, ever. Um, uh, fuck, Babbage's was still open back then, and you could get the Pelican branded controllers, and they would work. You would have them for PlayStation, you have them for Xbox, you have them for like GameCube. They were so much smaller that I love those. I would use I still Yeah, have they they changed Those were perfect. Point. If Pelican came back and and kind of continued that line the way they did before, I would play Xbox with no problem. It is just physically for me too hard on my hands and it hurts. I'm not going to sit there and play a game that physically hurts me. 
there are games that are going to be coming to Xbox probably that I would love to play that are going to be exclusives that I'm never going to get to because it will physically hurt me and that sucks. But well, I would yeah, watch you, some you other people play. play. So you with, know I'll uh, be on. You know I'll be on Twitch watching people stream that shit. I will. <laughs> yeah, you know you can play with a keyboard and mouse though, right? Through the Xbox. Yeah, <laughs> Series X. You can play with a keyboard and mouse on some games, and you can actually uh, play, um, especially if you mod it. But I'm pretty sure in the future they'll have it to work because you can play with PS5 c- controller on a PC and still play your Xbox games. You, you can do like a, a remote play thing. Like I didn't think yeah. I had that, but if Xbox has something yeah, then, like yeah, remote you got cloud play, play. Now that I might look into because. I they yeah you may want to look into like Halo because person, it, but they've and they didn't really have the exclusives before but they're starting to get exclusives now like they're getting one that I went ape over I can't remember the name of it, it was some space game and it wasn't like alieny space but it was like really cool and so pretty and they're in Bethesda's giving it to Xbox only they're not letting because Microsoft bought Bethesda and that hurts me because I am an Elder Scrolls player I love it granted I've only played since Oblivion. But I have over 800 hours in Skyrim. I'm not going to tell you the embarrassing amount of hours I have in the Elder Scrolls Online. Because it's embarrassing. Um, but I play the fuck out of those games. I do like what Bethesda does with those. Um, I'm just starting to get into Fallout. And so I'm like, okay, Bethesda's got really great storyline. That's the thing for me. Your storyline. Yeah, you got yeah, writers yeah. that are great. Like, I can let a lot of things slide if the story's good enough. Um, you know, like, okay, yeah, the combat's a little hokey, but, you know, unless it's a super pain. So, stories will keep me. And I gotta give that to Bethesda. They've got some of the best writers. And yet, yeah, it was I was actually not super keen on their, uh, some of the things that I was seeing people mention on a, a highlight from, um, it seemed like the Bethesda one was a little disappointing compared to what it should be. Oh, I don't know if they were fully prepared or not. What, well, so let me ask you. So, what is it that you didn't like about the Bethesda showcase? Uh, oh, well, what I was seeing was it just looked like everything that they were showing was just it wasn't really the the titles that people were expecting weren't being brought up. Like everybody wants to know when the next Elder Scrolls Six installment will be out. Mum is the word on that. They won't say crap. Your Fallout seventy six is over a year old you're due to drop an Elder Scrolls game and you won't even talk about it. Like, that's probably the worst thing there. So, what, so, so, so let, me, let me ask you this. So, you said Fallout 76 is year old. True. But you do know that they're dropping uh, DLCs and more stuff for Fallout 76. I think yeah, something like that is it. for Elder Scrolls, though. Like, the thing is, so what they do usually, or I don't know if they've changed because Microsoft buying things may have changed the way they operate it because they can do that, you know? Um, they may have not changed it because they can do that too. But before it was bought out, Bethesda used to have their dev teams alternate. They would have them make the core part, like they had a DLC team that's separate apparently, but like creates those. But for the core section of the games, um, when one game is being built, the other one has, you know, just been put out and released. So you've got that downtime to finish up the game. And it's supposed to be like a two to three year overlap process and how they they do these things. And that's why it was like dropping, well, like I think it was like a six year gap on the the Fallout series or a four year gap, something like that. Um, but they, you know, they've got this game out. And when did Fallout, do I have it here? 
nope, it's out there too. Let me remember. All my games aren't moving room. I've got like 13 in here and they're not all. Um, but Fallout 76, let me see. Fallout 76 release. Hello. Because they should have had at least an announcement. Um, and I know they're doing the DLCs, but those teams are separate. So Fallout 76 dropped in November of 2018. Here we are, we are in 2021, and they won't even say, yeah, we're in production on Elder Scrolls 6, and we are titling it, blah. They won't even give us that. And well, I'm like... Well, yeah, true, but you, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think. This, this, this is on E3 to where, you know what I'm saying, I, they main focus was to show, uh, the studios that they're buying up, and whether they already bought up, and their partnership with Bethesda. So now, any, I do know anything outside of that range was like, you know, we're gonna kind of save that to the Xbox show, or because you know well, there's more game shows that's coming. I would have thought they would have saved it for the Xbox showcasing, if it weren't for the fact they dropped the info about whatever the uh, Infinite, I think, um, is the new Halo title, um, but the new Halo title. Which yeah, yeah. I'm Halo, certain makes fans super duper happy. There are so many Halo fans. I totally get it, and I'm happy for you guys. It was just not my cup of tea. I love Red versus Blue though, um, but Halo itself just wasn't for me, and that's okay. Just a little. And I know people that love Halo, um, but so I know that that announcement made so many people happy. But there, yeah. there's so many more people because you know Elder Scrolls started on PC, then it was PC and PlayStation. And now it's going to be, you know, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, like, you know, there's people dying for this. Like, this is... I, it's it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I just... It'll I just eventually think. happen, but it's like, are you going to make people wait like a decade? Let's see, when did Skyrim release? Let me check that. Yeah. Because technically you can't include ESO because it's an MMORPG. It's like comparing WoW to uh, Diablo. You just can't. It's not quite the same. So... Skyrim release date. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna happen. It's just I, I think they was kind of they main focus at this E3, and you gotta remember you only get like thirty minutes on E3, uh, that thirty minutes, but you get a I short think you get like twenty. It's, it's yeah, like a short, that. a short window time frame. So I think they did a good job, even though they didn't show a lot of gameplay. They mostly showed just you know uh, just footage of the games or whatnot, but it wasn't a lot of gameplay. But yeah, so it released 10 time. years ago this November, uh, the last Elder Scrolls game. Okay, it, come November, November 11th, it'll be a decade since they've released an Elder Scrolls, not an online, yeah. an Elder Scrolls title. And that's where I'm like, you gotta say the best for last, I guess. <laughs> I'm hoping, like, it, as long as it's really good, like, but if if some of the people remember those crazy glitches, like especially the water glitch of on Hokey, um, when Skyrim first released, and the, I'm glad they patched all that shit. But at first, it was a hot mess. It was like I can't believe they released it, and they only had. Let's see, Elder Sc Oblivion came out in 2006. So hold on, I gave my fingers. So I'm dyslexic. So seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Five year difference. Five years later, they drop. Yeah, it's been more, so we're basically double from uh, so in 2006 they released Oblivion, 2011 they released Skyrim. We're in 2021. We're overdue, man. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> Got pregnant girls ready to pop and has been ready to pop. Let's have our baby. We want it. Yeah, true, true. Um, but I get that the Halo fans like, and maybe that was intentional so that way Halo can get the spotlight. Because when was the last Halo game released? Really, it's been more than a decade. No, no, it's, it's, well, they, they, 
They've been working on stuff. Yes, I just kept this in another RPG. That's like comparing WoW to Diablo. You can't do that. Yeah, but you know, you know another game that uh, they kind of uh, showcased was uh, what was it called? I think it's called Starfield. Starfield looked pretty good, but they didn't show enough uh, info on that. Um, now, let me ask you: What are you? What are your takes on on them buying up all these studios? Because they got they they bought up a, a bunch of studios. That, okay. that their main thing was at E3 showcasing that hey, y'all want AAA titles, uh, exclusive games. From Xbox, we're, we're going to bring it to you, and we're going to bring it to you by purchasing up all these studios. So, uh, oddly enough, before E3 happened, like literally five, six days ago, Devil and I had this conversation. We it wasn't a conversation; it got heated. I was pissed because I'm just angry because, like I said, they're taking what the hell was the name of that one game? Because I was like, damn it, I wanted to check that out. Let's see, um, Bethesda, Bethesda, new titles. 2021. Actually, maybe that one's coming out in 2022. No, I think it's 2021, but oh my god, it was so sick looking. Um, maybe it was the Starfield. Let me look at it. Pictures? Yeah, Starfield was a, that was one uh, that was really anticipated. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's uh-huh. gonna go straight to Xbox. That's the yeah. space one that wasn't like super sci-fi because I'm not big into sci-fi. I'm moderate. Um, I prefer fantasy. But it looked so pretty and because i was seeing stuff before what was released at e3 I, it was little teaser things and it was so pretty there wasn't a lot of the gameplay but it looked pretty enough to make me go "Ooh, i want that and then when i was reading on it like oh it's not coming to playstation at all you can fuck off it's only on xbox i'm like yeah because of that deal they made and, and this is where i'm like it hurts that like I get for Microsoft, it's a good move. It's smart. If you think about it, they don't really have exclusive titles as much as like PlayStation. PlayStation does dominate that. Devil is right when he said that, and I like get it, understand, and I'm all for capitalism. But I guess my my thing is more of a hesitation. I am worried that the next Elder Scrolls will not be released on PlayStation. I'm worried I'm going to be forced (laughs) to play it on either Xbox or I don't have a PC. I can run an emulator. I can like sandbox Windows on my computer and run it on my Mac and play it that way. But I really don't want to. Um, Well, I mean, yeah, but you got to think about though. It's I I think it's actually a good thing because you know I'm like live, right? Huh? Okay, sorry. I said yeah. I, I think it's a good thing because of the fact that I mean. The exclusive that PlayStation has something like God of War, uh, something like Uncharted. People that has an Xbox, they're probably saying the same thing. Like, man, I really don't want to buy a PlayStation just for Uncharted or God of War. Yeah. But so you know, we're gonna skip out on that. Or Especially we'll if they just, only we'll want like one title. I get it, but oh. Yeah. But see, yes, honestly, the- I think it'd be less of an issue if consoles weren't as extensive as they are. I mean, I get it, but I think if they were less expensive to where people you know it was more affordable people could have both and it wouldn't be as big of a deal for some of the gamers um just i get exclusivity but then i'm also like in a way like yeah it's gonna boost xbox sales but not that much i think you would probably end up selling more if you just allowed the games to be on as many platforms as possible um i think that would generate them more revenue than just you know a few extra xbox sales like okay so like a couple ran more xboxes but so it's like a couple grand more games or you know two thousand more games but then you're like not you know you're not getting if you had everything on as many platforms as possible 
you would have even more sales. I, I well, sometimes yeah, exclusivity yeah, yeah, can true. be negative, and that's that's things that like even like other businesses outside of the gaming industry do face. Um, like you know, try to go get Baja Blast anywhere. You fucking can't unless you're at Taco Bell. No dig on that. I go to Taco Bell all the time. Yeah, but, but you, you got you got to think about. It. I mean, it's just like uh, it's, it's just like an artist record deal or a team record deal like LeBron James. LeBron James can't just go and play for uh, any team he wants. Yeah. Like yeah, so with the game, what they're doing in the gaming industry, I think is actually, it's a cool thing and it just, it creates a, it's a natural competitive spirit to it. Uh, oh, competition is good and necessary because yeah. if you don't have competition, it's you'll gonna, die yeah. faster. You yeah. thrive when you have yeah, so. competition. That's why gas stations will be like cross corner from one another diagonally across, you know? And stuff yeah. like that. Or you're like, why is there literally a Starbucks right next to the Dunkin' Donuts? Because it literally helps them both. They they both generate more revenue that way than they do if they are separated further. So I get that point. That's a good point. But I just I in a way I feel like having inundating the market with games on as many platforms as possible would likely generate more sales and revenue. Yeah. I might be wrong on that, but I just I have this like I just feel like it would. Yeah, it would sell more if it's, you know, universal, but hey, Bethesda probably was struggling and Xbox looked at an opportunity like, wait a minute, you know, yeah, even if they're not struggling, Xbox has looked at an opportunity like, wait a minute, we need to hurry up and start producing exclusive titles because we're making deals, but PlayStation got us beat, so we gotta, yeah, we're purchasing yeah, PlayStation's studios. Got the majority. They got the, like, ones most... Like, I remember for the longest time, people would be like, you want the Xbox or you want the PlayStation? Everybody was like, what's God of War coming out on? And it was like, damn, that's kind of cold. I was like, that's not the the, response I expected, you know? Hold on one second. The podcast may clip at 30, but we're going to start back. Let's see what it it do. Oh, I think it's still running. We good with it. Sometimes sometimes it'll clip at 30 and you have to restart it. Um, But yeah, yeah, yeah. Go go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. So I was just thinking, you know... uh, I mean, because I don't, I don't know if they're doing it to generate maybe excitement about the console or if they're doing it for sales. I don't think Bethesda and ZeniMax were financially hurting, but you know, if you're not selling your house, if someone offers the right fucking price, you're probably gonna at least consider selling, well, well, right? Not, yeah, but you you got to remember also when the pandemic first started, a lot of stuff got pushed back. Perfect example. When the pandemic first started, and hey, they showed Halo. Halo didn't didn't look that good because a lot of developers they're starting to work from home. So with that being said, a lot of everything was shut down. So yeah. a lot of a lot of these game studios they lost money, and they lost a lot of workers. So that's something also to remember and to consider. And then two, Xbox just looked at it like, wait a minute, what do people play mostly mo- most of the Bethesda games? probably mostly on xbox i may be wrong but then again xbox that was actually a, a perfect strategy if playstation would have did the same thing it would have been just a it's like it's like chess and checkers in, in in the competition of xbox versus uh playstation if playstation would have did the same thing it would have been a smart move on them too yeah but and, and, and xbox i just double check the amount just, just so people better. know it wasn't like a small potato deal. They didn't buy Bethesda. They actually bought Zenimax. Is really what happened. I keep saying Bethesda because they're the actual. It's the, their system. But um, Zenimax or Zenimax Online was bought for seven point five billion dollars. So people are wondering, like, what was the money enough 
to consider doing this and knowing that, you know, you may lose your exclusivity with PlayStation and be forced into doing it with Xbox. For $7.5 billion, I'm certain they sleep just fine at night with their decision. And I don't blame them. Just, damn it, you're taking stuff away from me that it, I'm probably one of the few that won't hop ship and buy both. Now, if Evil buys one and there's some way I can, like you said, do it with like a remote play type thing like PlayStation has and use the keyboard and mouse, I'll be fine. But I cannot handle their big ass controllers they just kill me or if they would make smaller controllers or if other you know a pelican would come back you know if we had generic controllers from some other you know third party company that were just a more manageable size because even the playstation 4 controllers like i worry the playstation 5 is gonna be too big for my hands i don't know what i'm gonna do if they are the playstation 4 ones will work but once these die off and you can't buy them anymore and you're stuck with five controllers only I'm screwed because my hands can't handle it. Now I'm in a very small percentage, so I understand. Don't make decisions based on a point zero 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 three percent part of the population. Don't do that. That's stupid. That's how you lose money and go under. But it is something to consider that, you know, sometimes children, women, they tend to be smaller. They still play video games, right? Maybe you should offer a small but a higher priced line. I would, I would not mind paying $25 extra per controller if it would fit in my paws. <laughs> That's all. Um, you know, it's like, I understand that I'm, I'm a weird size and I have a health issue that like makes this a problem for my, my grip. And cause I don't just hold the controller like and use buttons as the game changes. I'm always doing the claw grip on the controllers and my little hands can't handle it on those big old, <laughs> the big old Xbox ones. Now, like I said, that's a slight concern for just me. Um, as far as the exclusivities, that's why it hurts me. Um, I do like that it's going to actually give them a more competitive edge because honestly, what's been the last badass title to come out on Xbox? When it came to Xbox One, I can't think of a title that was for it that everybody went ape shit over. Verizon. That's, okay. uh, and Verizon, and I'm, I'm going to touch into that real fast. Uh, the reason why I say Xbox would, did a great job at E3 because of Verizon. Verizon is, is one of the best looking games that's out. Well, it's not out yet, but it's one of the best looking games, period, oh, yeah. right now. And uh, with that game, that's Xbox exclusive. Uh, you got, they're working on Perfect Dog, which is another Xbox exclusive. So they got some hitters coming on down the pipeline and they didn't show Perfect Dog doing his E3, but they got some hitters coming on down the pipeline and the mere fact that they showed a lot of uh, games this E3, but not gameplay gives a lot of hope. Like they showed uh, one game, it looked like Metroid, but it, it looked just like Metroid. Not, not like Metroid on Nintendo, the Metroid first person shooter. Uh, oh, the Metroid Primes? Yeah, so Devo was showing me that because, like, I haven't yeah, like, seen no, the controller version because he was like, oh, this is going to be a side-scroller. And I was like, wasn't it always? And he show me where Prime wasn't. And I was like, oh, whoa, that's that's cool, but it would probably have annoyed me after 20 minutes. But I know people that only prefer first-person, so that's cool. It's crap. Yeah. And another one, um, yeah, here, here's my list here. So for, for Xbox, they show, um, yeah, that was nothing. That's, yeah, first of all, you got Game Pass. Game Pass yeah. is a good, a good value of itself. 
You got Bethesda got over 30 games that's going to be on Game Pass. You got the Halo Infinite that's going to be free to play coming this holiday. And it's going to be day one on Game Pass. You got an Elder Scroll Online Enhancement coming. You got a Flight Simulator, which is, again, an Xbox exclusive. And it looks amazing. You got... Um, it's been a long time since a Flight Simulator's come out. Yeah, it, it looks amazing. And you got Ride of Your Life, which is a snowboard game. Which is gonna be another? I think that's Xbox exclusive, and it's on Game Pass. Redfall, uh, I think, is another exclusive. Twenty twenty two, again, Horizon was Horizon uh, Five is a best looking game out right now. Uh, Outer Worlds two, that's Xbox exclusive. Um, they 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 did a good job at announcing and Starfield. Uh, they did a good job at announcing a lot of like world uh, world premieres. Which they did the same thing last year. They did, they, they did a good job with that. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, okay, it's something to look forward to on Xbox. Now, mind you, I don't own an Xbox. and never really owned an Xbox. If I can afford both of them, I'll definitely get an Xbox. I was like, this sounds like you don't want one now. <laughs> but now I'm, I'm, I'm only, and see, that's the thing. I would I would, I would, would get an Xbox just for Halo, uh, Horizon 5, Flight Simulator, and Perfect Dark. Those would be the top four games and Game Pass, of course, because the value in Game Pass. And honestly, you don't even if you get the Game Pass Ultimate, you don't really need an Xbox. Honestly, you just play on the cloud, hook your phone up to it and a little controller or whatever and through the TV. And, and of course, it's 2021. But by the time we get to 2022 and 2023, uh, the whole Game Pass and cloud is going to be tremendously improved. So with that being said, Xbox is definitely um, a bang for his book. And why not? Because Game Pass is cheap and you can play all of the new games as soon as it come out on Game Pass. And if you don't like it, just cancel it. So and I think it's not going to limit you to just like two at a time. Like, it's like um, with how PlayStation does it is you get like two free games that like each monthly feature, like this one's free and that one's free. You get game A, game B. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think sometimes occasionally they'll do like a third one as a, like a little, cause it's like a yeah. super small yeah. one. So like here, here's this one. It's only a couple megs. Yeah. Um, like not gonna lie, Contrast was one of them. And honestly, that's a really fun game. If you like some noir stuff and like more of an adventure style, it's really cool. Um, but they, um, they limit you whereas the game pass the cool thing about it is you're gonna have like a full library access you don't have to just sit there and go in and download that and, and save it to your library it's there and yeah so i thought that but was kind of cool. it, the way it's almost like the gaming console version of walking into blockbuster don't we remember those days gotta miss yeah. them like but, but keep in I, mind I do also, like that keep in mind also with playstation um with their whole thing sooner or later they're going to wrap up the whole PlayStation Now and the whole PlayStation Plus subscription that's all going to be into one package that's another conversation two uh, the, yeah I don't whole... fuck with now I don't know anything about it I'm a PlayStation user I'm staring at the little weird it looks like a like a like slightly canted to the side guitar pick to me the little logo for it but I don't know shit about PlayStation Now I don't touch it yeah it's it's basically just old 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 games like PS3 games or whatnot. but also keep in mind keep in mind with with PlayStation with the PlayStation Plus games yeah it's two three games a month but you actually get to uh, keep those games as long as you're subscribed to PlayStation Plus so you can at any time you can just re-download those games and replay those games and with the PS5 
majority, 98% of the games that came out on PS4, you can play them for free on the PS5 with, if you have a PlayStation Plus account because with the whole PlayStation Collection. With the PlayStation Collection on the PS5, you have a database of PlayStation 4 games you can play on the 5. And right now, they have they have games like God of War. That's on the list. Uh, Last of Us, that's on the list. Yeah. Uh, Uncharted is on the list. So most of their heavy hitter games is on the PlayStation Collection. And you can just go in there easily as long as you got a PlayStation Plus uh, subscription. Go in there easily and, and download them and start playing. So it's real. Are you saying I bought this for nothing? Huh? Are you saying I bought this shit for nothing? Um, so I played the very, I played the fourth installment in the Uncharted series, and I had to get the, I've never played the other three, I did, but the one I cut my teeth on, it's just what I had access to, because for the longest time, the only console I had until I was 23 years old was the NES. I've played on other ones that my friends had them, but I did not play anything other than the NES until I was 23 where I got my first DS. Um, it wasn't until I was 27 that I got PlayStation 3. Um, so I got into Uncharted 4, beat it, loved it. That was my first experience with, uh, uh, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Like, I've never, I've like, played a game within a game. That was really weird and cool, but weird. Um, and it pissed me off. That was really hard for me. Because I've never played that game, didn't know shit about it. I was like, is that a Sega game? Why am I playing a fucking Sega game? Um... But yeah. I bought the the collection, the Nathan Drake collection for Uncharted. So it's the first three games on PlayStation. And now I'm like, wait, I didn't have to buy this. Fuck. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I mean, well, technically, I yeah, play but at the same time, I mean, it's, it's still good because, you know what I'm saying, with us not buying these games and coming up to a point to where now when PlayStation kind of changed things up, that actually helped PlayStation get to that point. Because if we didn't buy these games, PlayStation, they probably wouldn't add this, you know, add on to the PlayStation Plus packages or whatnot. Yeah, I'm so, just saying, like, literally, I bought this one used. I didn't buy it when it dropped. I bought this because I didn't realize it was out. Like, I didn't know that this was a collection thing was that existed, which kind of upset me. And then I find out that, wait, there's fucking multiplayer in Uncharted 4? What the fuck? Yep. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I never beat the game. Yeah, um, but yeah, this, this yeah. honestly, I got it at GameStop used it for, I don't know, it doesn't say how much it was, but it was like pre-owned, uh, bought it used. I just got this like two months ago. I haven't quite cracked it open yet, obviously, mm-hmm. but I was in there looking at what was new and stuff. And that was just like way down on the bottom and people was like, Uncharted. And I was like, where? What? Because I thought it was new. Nice. No, it, and, it, and I was like, what? And it's the first three. So I was like, hey, we never going to give me that because... He's played them, I haven't, and I really enjoyed the fourth one. So I was like, well, I'd like to know the story and the continuity, because he was explaining some of it to me from before, how it all started and stuff. Because I started by watching him play it, and I was like, all right, I won't play this. This looks like the boy version of Tomb Raider, which it is. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, yeah. It's so cool, and I'm not playing Tomb Raider, but I've seen my friends play it, and I was just like, nah, because, you know, the graphics back then weren't that good. And I was like, dude, her, her boobs look like the Madonna, like, bra with the point, like, it was weird. So like, eh, I don't know if I'd play that game, but Uncharted, when he was playing, I was like, this looks cool as fuck, and he's playing the fourth, because he played one through three, so I didn't even know that that compilation had been put out, and I'm glad that this is becoming a thing with studios, and I'm glad that they are offering it free online for for people, or with your passes that you have, or whatever you want to call it, for whatever your console is, 
because it is allowing people the opportunity like because of fans like us that bought it well aren't fans like Deagle and you um but that have bought it and made it to where it's popular enough that they will even for a limited time offer it for free for other players you know there's new people every day just getting into gaming Yep. And I want them to experience as many games as possible so that way they can find the ones that are for them. Because I personally believe that gaming is literally for everyone. You just got to find the game that's for you. Just like reading yeah, true, is for true. everyone. You just got to find the book that works for you, you know? Yeah. So um, it's cool that they're doing that. Now, with, with how Xbox is doing it, it, it the library is it does the library like change out kind of like how netflix will take certain things away at certain yep. parts okay yep. so that's how it's going see i didn't know yep. that's how it worked and i wanted to make sure i was understanding you correctly so okay yeah, and two and two keep in mind playstation also has another new feature they actually just introduced is called uh stay at home the stay at home uh little feature now with that is basically they give you a free game like the old ratchet and clank they gave it to you and you get to keep it like it's yours. Like you don't have to have the subscription type thing. Like it's yours. <laughs> so you have to have the, the PlayStation 5 or PlayStation Plus. You can just get it. That's cool. Yes, and that's what the PlayStation, of course you have to have that's what the uh the new little thing they got called stay at home. Uh yeah, that's that was pretty dope. Um I guess that was like that was to Xbox slap in the face to like, hey, y'all change out y'all games. We're gonna give away uh, one free game and boom. But see, the thing is about that, the whole play at home, you have to catch it because it's only temporary. Temporary, what I mean by that is, like, they'll drop it on the store. You have maybe two weeks to go and uh, and, and download it for you to keep. But once they take it off the store, you can't, you, yeah, you can't go download it and keep it no more because it's not there anymore. So it's like a limited time release. And, and if, if you, you don't hop on it, you yeah, if you, if you get it, why, why, is, why is there, then it's yours to keep well, that's cool that they're doing that, though. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Um, it, I, with the Xbox, because this wouldn't be one that people would die over. But with the Xbox um, showcase, did they by any chance even mention a new Banjo Kazooie? They didn't, and I was actually wondering about that. But they that is what I have another game on. Uh, yeah, yeah that'd be a I used to have a sm somewhat smaller controller. It's dead now, and I can't replace it. I've not been able to find one even on eBay um, to replace this one controller so I could play on it. Um, I think it was my last Pelican, actually. Um, but the little bit that I played Adventure because it was mostly with my daughter, was fun. And I'm like, are they going to do a new one? Like, because that was an exclusive title there, so I don't know how big it was. Because um, I didn't discover it until about 2011. Well, not 2012, I'd say. But it was really fun. And that would be a title that if I were to get Xbox, I would definitely want to see on Xbox. Yeah, it, it's going to that, That's going to happen too, I think. Because um, the company Rare made it. But they did surprise everyone with Pirates of Caribbean. Which is uh, Rare teamed up with them to make that. With Disney to make that game. So... That's gonna that be was something. on PlayStation. I played the Pirates of the Caribbean movie because that was the one. That was like basically one of the three no, games you're, you're that about probably, uh, used Hawks. the like tilt access thing. So when you were walking across planks, if your controller wasn't in a certain position, oh, you're gonna fall. You're not gonna. Yeah, make no, that no, that's that's another game. But you're probably thinking about uh, Kingdom Hearts. Where they no, had, like, it, was Hearts. it was definitely Pirates of the Caribbean because honestly, the story sucked, and I was like, and then everybody's like, yeah, don't you know, movie games are always the worst. I was like, oh. 
I don't remember that one. But no, that, the only uh, Kingdom Hearts I played was the very first one, and I couldn't even beat it. It was it was too hard. I hated the camera angles because it would like zoom you out weird, and like you're seeing this weird part, and you can't see the thing you're finding. So mm. I got like two thirds of the way through and gave up on it. What uh, Kingdom Hearts? Yeah. If I could permanently, not temporarily, and then when you let go, it goes back, control my camera angle so I could see in the combat, I would like it. But I would get locked up in the corners and on walls and stuff and in the environment, and so that was my beef with the game. Now, maybe in the second and so on and so forth that they released after that, they've improved that, but because it was so bad for me in the first one, I didn't bother with the other ones. I just started watching storyline play edited out like where they cut out like the fights but they let you see the story of what's going on on YouTube. Oh yeah are you what you thinking about the Pirates of the Caribbean the, the Lego game? No um in two thousand at World's at World's End tell me about that one. Dude I think that's that might have been it because it was like two thousand nine yeah twenty eight two thousand nine I think I played that Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It that's, was literally yeah, the PlayStation yeah, Four yeah. came out, and they were touting about the, you know, how the controllers had the six-axis tilt, blah blah. It was one yeah. of the three games that utilized it. It was the game that utilized it the best, but the story was just, yeah, it was very devoid of story. Um, yeah, see, the thing is, with, the thing is with this one at Xbox, they're saying that it's going to be a, a, a brand new story. Oh, so and, it's entirely different. Okay, that's yeah, cool. Because and, the first one, I was like, if they're just redoing it and putting it on Xbox, you guys are getting scared. Don't buy it. But if it's a but new see the thing, yeah, see the thing is, this is uh, they're teaming up with Rare, the same people that made Banjo Kazooie, which okay. used to be, you know, what I'm saying we all know used to be with Nintendo back in the day. So if Rare and Disney's teaming up to make this, it may be something pretty good. And speaking of Rare again, that goes back to my point about Perfect Dark. Yo. Xbox got some they they got their hands on some really good games if they move in the right direction and, and make it like like it should be made like if they screw up perfect dark that's gonna be one ball they just dropped because they screwed it up last time when it was exclusive on one of the older Xboxes they should have got that right banjo kazooie came out on one of the old Xboxes it was uh okay um, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I think that's the one I played. That was the, I think the one that came out with the 360 when you bought it, you basically got it for free, I think. Anyway, it was okay. I mean, it was cute. I liked it. Like, I yeah, but it, it, it. it didn't have that, it didn't have the N64 feel to it. You know what I'm saying? So they, they got the potential to really move and move in the right direction with these upcoming, uh, studios and, and old studios that they already have this, which is the, some of their exclusive. So I, I just think if they, I think they'll get it right this time though, especially with Game Pass, it's going to introduce to a lot of new gamers. They really can't, you know what I'm saying? Just go out and just buy an Xbox. They can just get Game Pass and say, hey, I want to try this new Perfect Dog. Or I want to try this new Banjo-Kazooie or whatever, just with Game Pass, try a little trial or whatever. And they just like what they see. Then they'll go out and buy an Xbox. Well, I think they've got the pressure. If they didn't do as well on the last release, then they know that they can't drop the ball a second time or basically you just killed that franchise off. And you don't want to start limiting your streams of revenue, you know? You want the franchises to thrive and do well. You want, the, because then that studio's gonna do well and then you can get them to do more games. If the studio goes out, well, fuck, now you gotta go find another studio to make the game you want. So you don't wanna do that because that's it's more costly. It's, you know, another relationship you have to build. It's just better. So hopefully this one won't disappoint the fans because it, 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 
as a fan, it sucks when you really like a game and then the, the newest one comes out and you're like all like jazzed up for it and then it falls flat and you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, true, That's, true, true. true. So I, I hope that they will do right by that. And I'm, I'm certain that not only because like you said with the game pass knowing that that's introducing them to you know potential new consumers but also they know that 7.5 billion dollars they've got a lot of people watching them and what's going to be being released on xbox basically with the next two years they're going to be scrutinized heavily so they know they've got at least two years of people watching every little thing they do and they can't really afford to have a game that bombs they they need to have really solid strong titles and strong games that not only have replay value but really excite the players and make them want to talk about it because the, yeah. their friends are going to hear about it that could potentially you know what i'm saying like that whole word about you want they i think they realize that like this is important but i also think that they're ensuring that they're working with yeah they're working with some new studios to my understanding they're actually like small and upcoming but they're also working with well-established studios to make sure that they are not disappointing fans and gamers. And I think that's going to be a pivotal part to their success in this. And it is a smart move, but oh, Microsoft. <laughs> but it is a really smart move. And I know they've got some diehard loyal fan base. So they don't want to disappoint that. And they want to grow. And they know a lot of people are getting excited about, hey, the new, you know, new systems, new systems. And, you know, if they want to sell these new systems to potential new consumers and, and hook them into their line, they can't afford within the next couple of years to be bombing on games. They they know that they've got the titles have to, whatever they release, can't just be acceptable. It has to be above and beyond for right now. Now, I'm not saying they won't have a title here or there will flop, but the ones that will, I predict, are not going to be huge titles. So it won't be as big of a loss. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this is like, they are taking the stage now by buying up these companies like this, and it would be very disappointing if it all fizzled out. So I really would rather see it flourish and, and do well for them. We'll have to see how it goes, because, I mean, you know, stuff can look great, but once you actually get into the gameplay, like real gameplay... Yeah, and see, they, they didn't show that. They didn't show a lot of gameplay at E3. Um, let me let me ask you, let me tell you about my second one, uh, why I chose Ubisoft is the one big one is Avatar. They got an Avatar game they're actually working on. And Ubisoft do a real good job at open worlds with Assassin's Creed. Speaking of Assassin's Creed, they got new DLCs coming with Assassin's Creed. Ooh, so that's gonna be exciting yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah, that the Avatar caught a lot of a lot of people by by surprise because they didn't they, we wasn't expecting a new uh, actual Avatar game. Now the thing is with the PS5 uh, the way how the controller and everything is like you can feel feel everything in, in the controller the speaker in the controller you, you know the, the thing is like they really utilize uh, a lot of the features on the PS5 with this new avatar and the thing is people are like yo because did you see the avatar uh, trailer no. no 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 I didn't well if you see the avatar trailer and and when they when the guy go to uh, the avatar reaches out his tail and touch the little thing and all that that yeah, you're gonna be to you're gonna you're gonna be able to feel that through the control yeah 22 for frontiers of pandora pandora yep and and also and also with um like the way horizon zero uh horizon forbidden west that game when it come out 
the thing is make sure gameplay footage of that when you're on the when you're on stepping on the sand on the beach you're going to be able to actually feel these things so, dude i'm gonna lie i'm just seeing the vegetation of the path that you know the very opening of this trailer video mm -hmm. I mean, your arm moves some of the vegetation all the way and stuff um dude that looks really realistic and pretty yeah it's, it's gonna it's, it's gonna be another heavily and it's yeah that looks and it looks smooth it's not just clunky and boxed out it looks smooth Ooh, those little jellyfish things are cool yeah it's another another great game um go i'm just gonna go down the list we have a uh, riders republic that is a six vc uh a six uh six versus six uh team game now the thing is it's dropping september the second this year thing is with that that's snow you got snowboard bikes mountain bikes fast bikes slow bikes uh wingsuits uh jetpacks you get to play with all of those things and it's gonna be pretty it's gonna be is pretty this like pretty a modern day version of the old school game on nintendo called california games kind of like that kind of like that but where it's yeah. multiplayer versus yes. just two player like dude yes. that'd be kind of cool i'm not gonna lie because that was a fun game yeah it's, it's gonna be kind of like it's gonna be 6v6 that's gonna be a really dope one now far cry 6 is also another one. Oh, dude that six. one like i saw a separate thing not on e3 from that like dude yeah that looks sick yeah and for the fact that with this whole season pass they're gonna have with it you'll be able to play far cry 6 not uh yeah far cry 3 but you'll be able to play with like something like an afterlife or something that's gonna be pretty dope and the whole mario and rabbits game that's coming out next year I think that's dope because their Nintendo are allowing a whole nother game studio to work with their golden child. So yeah. Anytime you see Mario playing golf, tennis, or with some rabbits or with Pac-Man, I think it's great to see. Um, then you got Ubisoft Plus. Everyone is doing like their own little uh, like packages. Like you got uh, Ubisoft Plus is one. EA got one. Uh, Bethesda well, kind of got one but it's with Microsoft now so that's something else to kind of be on the lookout for and with the whole Ubisoft Plus thing you'll be able to play a lot of the Ubisoft games kind of like Xbox Game Pass to where you can play them for free or with a, like a, a particular price monthly price or whatnot. and they got something else uh, Rocksmith that's pretty dope because it's like a guitar game but you can learn from your, you can learn like learn how to play the guitar or whatnot from your phone. Thought that was pretty interesting. And RE6 Extraction, that's the Rainbow Six. That's gonna be pretty dope. But I'm a little afraid of that because I, I feel like it may it, it feel like it's repetitive or whatnot. But I'm interested to see what they do with it because it's gonna be a three uh, a team of three and it's gonna be crossplay. And yeah, it's more like a like a not zombies, but you're fighting aliens. So that's going to be a pretty cool one. And Skull and Bones is also another uh, Ubisoft title, which is... Yeah, Ubisoft, I, I know that, like, their showcase was probably one of the largest at E3 this year. Yeah, they um, got a lot of stuff dropping. They, they're dropping, like... Hold on, I made a, a couple notes on a couple of their titles that I was wanting. Um, Shoot, I just named most of them. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uh... Yeah, because it's Rabid Sparks of Hope for the Mario. Because I'm Mark Madden now, because mm -hmm. my daughter loves it, Raving Rabbids. I'm like, dude, my arms get tired playing those games. I mean, they're cool and all, but god dang. So, like, that was one that I was, 
I thought was going to be awesome. Um, that might have been the only one actually written down on that. No, yeah, it was the only one I made because I made the little notes of like buy this, buy this. <laughs> like there were certain ones I was like buy this, buy that one. Um, because you know it's either going to be me playing it, all of us playing it, my daughter, Devil. Like you know there are certain ones I'm like I know that even if it's not as good as we'd want, it'll still be enjoyable. So. Um, but dude, there's not a Mario title that could flop. I just don't buy that. So Yeah, true, true. Um, I heard you mention Square Enix uh earlier. Yes. Uh, I actually really like Square Enix. Um I mean remember what Do you like Square, that showcase? But... The um, showcase was it was I gave I, I have to give that showcase so probably a five. Let's let's discuss the best part of the showcase that they have, okay? The uh, best part of it is also what I feel is like very controversial in a way not so much unless you're a diehard geek fan of it if you're not then it's not gonna be a big deal to you and that's fine but for those of us who have read the comic books for those of us who've seen all the movies for those diehard fans the um just seeing the guardians of the galaxy what they've done they took zach morris from saved oh, by yeah, the hell and made him star lord man like what yeah like, and, and like I get you you're not gonna be able to get all these voice actors or, or, or get these actors to necessarily be a voice actor in your game because dude you gotta keep your expenses to a certain thing I get that I get you gotta worry about what your overhead is and this is your budget and this is what you get to deal with to do your game mm-hmm. I do feel like they should have went in though for because I'm not even talking about the visuals yet I do feel like they should have went in to get Paul Rudd to voice Rocket, I really feel that that would have been worth the money. It would have been a huge draw to the game. You don't need the others. Everybody would have loved to hear the actual Rocket voice being Rocket. This guy that does it, he's okay, but there's just, it's it's missing something. If you're an actual fan, you're gonna know what I mean by it's missing something. It's a little lackluster. You got Gamora who doesn't even look like Gamora. Drax yeah, kind of looks like Drax. You, you know, Groot looks pretty much like Groot. I mean, it's weird saying Rocket with the guy from Anthrax beard ponytail thing, um, Scott, but oh, that's his name, lead singer of Anthrax. Scott Ian, thank you. But, um, like, Rocket looked, other than that, looked okay. I do like that the my favorite part of that game I mean, visually, other than the character's not looking correct, it is pretty. Um, it's very vibrant and rich in color scheme. I give it that. Um, it's not, like, boxy. It's very clean. But, like, the the gameplay is going to allow you to make decisions. And based on the yeah. decisions you make, it's going to alter the outcome of the game. One, the yeah, essence they value. That's, that's why I love Until Dawn. I mean, so Until Dawn is a very, very... You're just playing a movie, you know? It's a walkthrough game. But because the decisions you make can change your outcome each time, it adds for replay value to the game. Games that can give you replay value are already just pretty much golden right there. Yeah. Um, it looks very awesome. I love the whole pitching or you throw a fucking rocket over the, to the bridge thing. And then he's like, man, if I'm going to fix this, it's going to be, you know, you're, you're going to pay me more. And they're like, fine, we'll give you 5%. And he's like, I want 10% more. Fine, we'll give it to you. It's That is so spot on for Rocket's personality. But, so I don't feel that they've done wrong by the character's personalities. I don't feel they look right. Again, Star-Lord, while Chris Pratt doesn't look exactly like Star-Lord did in the comics, he looks very much like Star-Lord. Well, have, have, you, have you ever thought about that? 
for one, we know they're coming out with another Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. But this may, this game may be actually after the next movie that's coming out. So that's probably why they look a little different. Because, dude, he and, looks straight up like Zach Morris, and it just kills me. I'm like, dude, I'm watching Save by the Bow. What the fuck? It just, so he, so he, I feel like it could, it could just be uh, in the future type, you know what I'm saying, after the next Guardians of the Galaxy, which can also hint to a hey, we're working on something else with some Easter eggs that's going to be for the movie or after the movie. Yeah, and that would be cool because, you know, they haven't really... Some of the the stuff didn't give a lot of detail. You know, they get the limited time, like you said. Um, But it was definitely stunning. And while, like I said, as a diehard fan, it's it's a little, you know, a little hesitation. But I think I'm still going to probably get the game. I won't get it until release day. I'll probably wait so I can get a, a used copy within the first month, though. And then buy it. You know, I'll only save like five, ten bucks. But do I really want to drop 60 on a game that as a hard, you know, a super geek. I mean, I got a comic book tattoo on my leg. Like, I'm a geek. I worked over three years in a comic book store. I really care about, like, my characters being accurate and portrayed in a certain way. Because I fall in love with these characters. That's why I like storylines so much in games. Because it's what draws me to it. It's the most compelling part. Um, otherwise, everything could just be a hack and slash and we'd all love it. But storylines should be gripping. They should make you feel something. You should either really hate a character or really like a character or feel inspired by a character or, or whatever. But when you just feel like, meh. So <laughs> the new people who've never really been exposed to Guardians of the Galaxy that are seeing this for the first time might go, oh, it looks really awesome. Great. I hope that you guys all enjoy it. If you are a diehard geek purist, you're gonna be probably a little apprehensive, but you know, relying more on the fact that this game's gonna probably have a high replay value. And it is interesting to be able to make choices that will alter the outcome of the game. I think that will help a lot of the people, because what, not all the games give you that option. That's just not a thing. You know, the outcome's the outcome. I, I like that there's some calculations brought in there for if you take this path or that path. It's, it's nice to see that in a game. Um, I wouldn't want it, like, in every game. That'd be annoying. But it, it's nice and refreshing to see. It, it's been used before in some other games, but it's being brought back. And, and I think that's going to be the one thing that will really help it sell among those that are a little apprehensive, like myself. But that's going to be a smaller chunk. I'd say maybe 20% of their target market on that is going to be a little leery and might wait a week or two to buy it you know watching video gameplay videos on youtube and twitch and stuff and then they'll go okay i'm either going to buy this or not um but that's 20 percent. that's a small margin that one i think just that showcase was was that was good and like i know it's gonna do well for marvel so which is owned by disney so yay disney you're gonna just Break in more cash like you always do, you cash hog. <laughs> like, yeah, true. Again, I'm not against capitalism. I'm just like, God dang. Like, dude, fucking Disney could afford to buy Microsoft if they wanted. So, you know, like, I mean, they bought Marvel for crying out loud. Yeah, um, Disney actually working with uh with Sony on, on some stuff too. Uh, like with the, uh, I ain't gonna go too deep into it, but with like the Spider Man uh, movie that's coming out. And they just know they're working with Disney on some stuff too. Now let me ask you about um you so you gave us your top two, but what's your top? What's your last one? So, I, I heard I heard you okay, mentioned okay, Nintendo. Okay, okay, so here we go. Here, here's the third one. And it was uh Abyss something. Hold on, let me let me pull it back up. I got my little noties. 
because I'm such a dork. Phantom Abyss. And while it is not necessarily the most stunning entirely with graphics, it is a first-person, asynchronous, multiplayer, like, it's like, okay, first off, some people that have iOS, like, you have an iPhone, you have an iPhone, you may have played a game called Temple Runner, it's way better than that. Like, at least what I've seen from the showcase, it's way better than that, so please, please stop comparing it, it's not even the same game, it's not even- What game, what game are you talking about? The Phantom Abyss was showcased, and it, like I said, it's an asynchronous first-person game. You're going through, the cool thing about it is you're going through multiple temples, okay? So in a way, you're kind of like Indiana Jones. You're swinging around on shit, and you're dodging fucking, you know, booby traps and obstacles. There are these, like, swinging hammer with points on each end, upside-down pendulums, multiple stacks of them that you're trying to dodge between and whip yourself through, and... The interesting part of this, and it's going to make me love it and hate it all at once, and that's probably why it's the juiciest for me, even though it's not necessarily the most stunning visually. It's pretty, but it, the graphics are a little more rudimentary compared to what some people are pushing now, especially with like, you know, PlayStation 5 and the Xbox One um, having the better graphic systems. But Phantom Abyss has, when you go through one temple, you only have one chance to complete it. And if you bork it, you don't get to do that one again. But at the end, if you complete it, you pick up this relic trophy thing and you actually get like a game trophy for it if you get that. And so really for those that are a completionist, like I am a completionist. If I can, I want all the things because I'm an achievement whore. Um, it's going to be super, I guarantee you like for those that can platinum that, because I'm certain, like, you gotta, like, miss nothing to platinum it. It is going to be, like, the achievement achievement. So for the people that really pride themselves on how far they can go in a game, how well they can do, how much they can actually complete it all the way, get all the things, this, because, again, you don't get multiple chances. You get one chance. You know, it's kind of like real life. If you die, you die. You don't get to start over on the second line. Nah, like, I actually... Yes, I'm like not, I'm not sure about that. Like that. You get one chance in this temple, and if you don't, it'll go away, and you gotta go to another one. It doesn't mean you won't complete the game, but it does alter. I think you know, I think games like that take the fun out of games, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just I, I want to play a video game to have multiple tries and, and to try some stuff and die off and come back to life. Like, games don't need to be so hard. They can just be so you know what I'm saying. Just let me play and enjoy. It. No. Not, I don't think with how it is, it'll be necessarily. I think like yeah, maybe you do a temple or two, and you might be like, oh, but then you get how like they kind of flow and and the way it operates, and I think that's where people will get better at it. Um, but this, like I said, this for me is because I I am a completionist and I love my achievements. I feel that this game will be you know satisfying that for the people that are. Now, is this a game that would sell widely? I don't know about that. I can't say it would be huge in sales, but it is pretty. It's not the prettiest. Avatar blows it the hell out of the water by far, like eight times over from what I saw the trailer in the opening, because I did have to stop it, but oh, that looks beautiful. In comparison, no, Phantom Abyss does not look as cool, but you're going to, like, there, there's a, there's other relics. Okay, so at the end, it's like a relic or a trophy. And then the game, at the end, you get like a, a game trophy thing. Um, if you don't get the main one that you're really after, 
it's not that it goes away that one goes away it's supposed to be replaced with like a so it's like getting the gold trophy you get like the silver trophy or the bronze it's gonna go like that um but then the temple goes away and i, I just think it's an interesting concept that you know it stresses the importance of playing to the best of your ability versus just being like, I'm going to get totally trashed tonight and drink 20,000 beers and eat a bunch of Taco Bell and then I'm going to go play some video games. Like, it, it makes you sit down and play the game more seriously. Yeah. And so- I like that because not all games are serious. You know, come on, we love Mario. That's not that serious until you get to the end worlds and then you're like, motherfucker, because it is super hard at the end. But, yeah, so, so, you know, I think it's more of a mid to high level game versus like a low, you know what I'm saying? Not, not necessarily beginner, but like novice level to mid level. So for the people that are more like a completionist, now I would have to get it and play it a bit to say whether or not it's, you know, new player or casual player friendly. Yeah, um, so who, who, who's making this? Nintendo? Um, No, uh, Phantom Abyss, because that's going to be, a, 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 I think it's going to be on both PlayStation and Xbox. Which this Steam? was a. They showed this at E3. Yeah, it's um. Oh, it's a Steam game. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's a Steam game. It, it's by so uh, Devolver Digital. Is who is the production studio? Devolver. So, so was this on a PC showcase? Yes, this was a Steam showcase. Okay, yeah, so 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 name name your top three uh once once more just the titles. So you got Steam as your third one. Who was your first two? Um uh the uh the Marvel um. Well, Square Enix for the Square Marvel Enix. Guardians of the Galaxy, and okay, yeah, so that, yeah, that's that's Square Enix. It's all Square Enix. So we got Square Enix, Steam, and what's what's your first one? Shit, I don't even remember. <laughs> I'm so fucking tired. Um, cause dude, I wanted to dog on Capcom when we get to that. I'm excited to dog on them. I'm like, what? Um, and I didn't see it, but did you see? Because I'm hoping for good news on it. I assume it won't suck because it's Nintendo. But did you? But by did did you see the Nintendo showcase for Breath of the Wild two? Yes. Because I already know I have to buy it. My daughter's beat the first one once over and is on her second playthrough and loves it. So I have to buy it. Is it awesome compared to the first? Like I don't know. Yes, they showed. Uh, they showed a little, not a lot, but. Uh, keep in mind, uh, Nintendo has a new console coming out, which is the uh, Nintendo Switch Pro. So it's probably going to be running, it's probably going to release for both on Nintendo Switch Pro and uh, for the Switch. But is it the graphics so far look a little bit better, but it kind of still look like Breath of the Wild. So that's one of those as well. It's definitely going to no, be. It's like- a, a polished version of Breath of the yeah, Wild, yeah, but a polished a version. Story and see, that, that's what makes me think that if this is a polished version or a new version, period, it's gonna run better and it's gonna look better on the Nintendo Switch Pro. So I'm expecting that now they then they, they didn't show the Switch Pro like they were supposed to. Um, maybe coming up, they'll probably show it, but yeah, like I didn't know that there was gonna be a Switch Pro, I knew the, the Switch and they have the Switch Lite. Yeah, so a Switch perfect. Pro, like that's interesting, and yeah. it sounds like I have to buy a third freaking Switch. Oh man, so I have two regular Switches. One's the Animal Crossing for me because, again, I'm a completionist, and that game so fulfills that need. Um, it always has, but 
it's also like the most low-key game. If you want to be totally trashed out of your mind, or you're just stupid tired and you're delirious and you just want to chill before you go to bed, it's a great game. If you just want something relaxing, you haven't been feeling good yet. Like, you know, you've, you've had a flu bug for a week, just puking your brains out. It's a nice, calm game. It is probably the most wholesome game, even more so than Mario, because you don't fight anything. It's it's all about like farming things and building up your 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 town or now your island with New Horizons. Um, so I like it for that, and I think that's that's why I like the the fact that Phantom Abyss is like literally the polar opposite because you're going for this relic trophy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it states that too. Um, because I, I play a, a complete variety of games. I know some people are like, I only like first-person shooters, or I only like fantasy, or I only like MMORPGs. I literally like a whole variety of games because, all right, Animal Crossing is completely devoid of story for the most part, but it's the most wholesome, sweet, casual game. And unlike other games, it actually has things in it that slow you down on purpose to keep you from binging on it to where you have a more healthy balance and especially for a game that's like you know more child friendly i feel Mm -hmm. that's very important unfortunately yeah i'll say that my daughter in the summertime will spend far more hours playing zelda than she should it's summertime i'm gonna let a kid be a kid you know i get it i'm a gamer i understand but it you know it's also about teaching children healthy habits too so that way they don't do some of those things like we've seen it in the news occasionally here and there there'll be some big game that comes out and usually it's someone overseas but they will not get out of that chair to even go to the bathroom and then that guy died like a couple years ago and you know so i like that it kind of slows you down now these other games may not do that and that's fine but with them releasing a new style of the switch this pro system I'm going to assume that they're going to have not just more, I know they're having more complex, more adult, brittier games come to to the Switch, which I think is cool. Because one game that was sad that did not come from the DS to the Switch is the Dementia franchise. Um, Dementia is like, it's like a horror thriller in an insane asylum. You're fighting monsters and stuff. Super awesome. Um, I don't even remember who did that. Dimension. Dimension. Which studio that was? There was supposed to be a third, and then it just like got shit canned. So let me let me ask you. Uh, we're gonna give it a wrap. Oh, my first real. one. My first game was uh, it was from from software is the developers that did it. It's um the Elden Ring. And one thing I forgot to mention about that. What Elden Ring? Yeah, the Elden Ring. One thing I forgot to mention about it, in case people missed the showcase. The storyline is written by the same guy who did the Game of Thrones. So if you read the books, which oh, I couldn't oh, get through because oh, they were oh, so over detailed, oh. seven pages describing a sword hilt. Oh my god, dude! The show was phenomenal. I love the show. Um, so I do believe that his books had a fantastic story in them. He just spent too much time describing crap. So. I do feel since he's writing that game, like story, the story for it, I think it's going to be great and it won't be inundated with detail because it's a game, you know, you got to have your pace, but that's what makes it exciting is it's not just a, you know, a writing team. You hire an actual novelist to come in and write your story. And this is from a whole new studio. So I, I think Elden Ring is probably going to be my number one game that I want coming out of the E3. Um, who did Dimension here? I got their thing pulled up. 
it was created by Renegade Kid. Do they even still exist? Sure, that is all right. Defunct August 29th, 2016. So, yeah, that's never happening. Fate dissolved. Oh, damn, damn. Because, yeah, if because especially with the way the graphics are on the Switch, not even seeing the Switch Pro, but the Switch Dimension would be so awesome. And I don't know what kind of features the Pro will offer that make it better than the regular Switch, but. Um, yeah, I'm the, sure they're going to push more graphics because, like, why not, right? Yeah, they're saying that the graphics on the Switch Pro is going to be uh, similar to uh, PS4, uh, like, base version of base version of PS4. Uh, I think it was, I, I had the specs. Um, I had the specs on, on, I announced it on the other podcast. Okay. Uh, I think it was, like, 720 off the screen or something. No, yeah, off the screen and I think close to small 4K-ish. Uh, hooked up to the TV, uh, but it, it's not going to be a big overhaul because they need to come out with a, another console. Period. I have so many Nintendo Nintendo rants that they need to just come out with another console, and we don't want no light, we don't want no pro, we don't want no medium, we want a whole another console. Yeah, um, I, I do agree. Like doing the light, like I think part of the light coming out though was their fix that. to their Joy Cons being terrible, but. I give them this. Nintendo, if you have a Joy-Con controller that is worked out, this is not working and responding right, you can send it back to Nintendo and, and they'll fix it for free and send it back to you. And it was like it was like a three, four week turnaround, to be honest. And that was during the whole coof pandemic things. I don't, I don't want to say certain words because certain platforms will, will take you down if you say certain things. But you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, and so for a three to four week turnaround, and this didn't go to like Indiana. This went to like overseas to Japan and came back type like dude, like oh, no. and it was my controller. It wasn't like brand new ones. It was like the same ones. You know, they weren't in like plastic or nothing. They were just my controllers. But they did both sets of them free, and I got them back so quick compared to what I thought. I was like, wow. So. If you don't know that and you've got like a drawer full of them somewhere in your house, don't keep buying new ones. Have the ones you have that work right now. Send the broken ones off to Nintendo. They will take care of you. They are fantastic. So kudos to them for that because they did recognize the problem. And while they couldn't fix the inherently fix the problem, they're willing to make it right. And I appreciate that. So yeah, I didn't didn't know Nintendo would do that. Yeah, um, I didn't know until I was trying to deal with it myself because I was like, dude, these are broken. And like, one set of them wasn't that old, and that's why I was like really mad. I was like, dude, I'm gonna have like four months. Yeah, um, that, that's so- and, and they do break pretty darn easy. So, if you're an adult and you don't play the Switch, but your kid does, you got for them, and you're all mad at them because they're breaking their Joy Con controllers, it's not yeah. your children, it's just a poorly designed product, it's not their fault. It's just the product itself. Nintendo recognizes it and rectifies it. So just get on their website. There's a customer service section. You click on that. It'll walk you through. It's awesome. It'll literally step-by-step walk you through so that way you're fine. Um, So that's great that they offer it. But hopefully with the Pro coming out, it'll at least rectify that issue because that sucks. And I think that's why they made the light because those the Joy-Cons are physically permanently attached to the system. You can't take them off. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, they also it's, don't it's, that. It was made to be more of like on the go uh, yeah. of everything. 
Yeah. Um, well, also, I think, like, they wanted, like, the colors because, you know, it, it does kind of attract to, you know, people that just, like, more than just black. Me, I'm a little goth girl. I love having all black. <laughs> but then my Switch that I have is, you know, crossing on. Yeah, but even with the Switch, I mean, you can swap with the color of joysticks or whatnot. But they, they should have kept their light. Yeah, they should have kept their light. Like, yeah. They should have kept the light and dropped. They, if they're they going to come out with some mid, mid-range like that, they should have came out with the Pro and then came out with a new Nintendo uh, well, console. Did you know okay. that Nintendo considers the Wii U a failure? Yeah. Okay. Like, some people don't realize that it was considered, by Nintendo, it was considered a failure. Um, and I think that might be why they might be hesitant to release another console versus just making the ones they have currently spiffier. Um, I, I feel some of it might be tied to that, like the worry of it being a, a failure in their eyes. Um, I don't think that the Wii U was a bad product. I don't understand. I mean, yeah, it I, I sell know. as well. It was, it was actually, it was actually pretty good. I got one. I love it. My daughter, man, dude, she won't play Mario Party with me unless she's looking at that pad. She won't play Mario Kart unless she's looking at that. I'm like, we have a 70 inch TV. Look at that. And she's on this little screen playing her butt off. Yeah, like stop it, Bowser. Yeah, we um, yeah we use definitely. Um, I mean, they say it was a failure, but to me, it was pretty dope. And it even had HDMI port on it. Failure, unless maybe because I did not check the release date of the original Wii to when they released the Wii U. Yeah, they released it too too close together that people weren't ready to spend you know several hundred bucks on on another console. I'm like, I get that, and that may have been the case. Um. And then if that's the case, then it's not that the product was a failure. That was just, you know, releasing and marketing. Um, I, I don't feel that that would be that the product was bad. I really feel that the, the Wii U was a really cool concept compared to the Wii. Like, I do it for actually, no, not compared to the Wii, compared to any console. Because it was the first one to give you an additional screen that wasn't meant to be portable, was but was meant to function with your whole system and your family and your friends. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't Nintendo, like a Game Boy Advance or a DS Lite, you know? It was, yeah, it they was... always done a great job at innovation, uh, creating a new lane for technology and gaming in the first place. That's why I said this new, a new Nintendo console would be just what we need right about now. And uh, to, to get ready to get ready to close things out, what um, your over what would be your overall rating uh, of E3 and what would you like to see at the next E3 for your 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 closing statement? Overall rating at E3. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't get to rant real quick. Can I rant real quick? Oh, you wasn't rant? I thought you was ranting. No, no. I wanted to rant about Capcom for like just two minutes. Oh, cool. Capcom, <laughs> you suck. You disappointed <laughs> all of us. You yeah, suck. They did. We didn't get to see shit that we wanted to see, and you gave us all the shit we didn't want to see. What is wrong yeah, with you, Capcom? You are so damn awesome. We want yeah. we, you gave I, us the DLC for Village. That's not what we wanted. Yeah. Like, for real, like I mean, they they dropped the ball on Capcom. So Capcom, like, did they did they send their B team in? Like, you know, was someone sick? Because yeah. everybody was wanting like the next Monster Hunter. We were wanting um uh the the sequel for Dragon's Dogma. We were wanting these certain. They things. actually did we didn't show, get uh, Monster Hunter. You know what we got? We got more. We didn't get gameplay. We just got, oh, there's the DLC for this. Thanks. Which, by the way, I did not know <laughs> that Capcom made Resident Evil. I will be first time playing it. I've never played it before. Any of them. Really? 
Uh, well, I guess it's sci-fi, but it's horror. So I'm like, mm, I love my horror. So I'm gonna finally give it a try. But I was like, dude, I bought it and looking at it, like, is this Capcom? What the fuck? I was like, the people yeah. who make Mega Man and Street Fighter do creepy, scary shit? What the fuck? So yeah, cool. they've been making all of the Resident Evil. And I grant this is awesome and this is your new hotness. But when you give us the DLC, when we're wanting like Monster Hunter and stuff, like freaking Monster they actually Hunter. Did show, they actually did show Monster Hunter. They showed more of it doing a Nintendo uh, showcase. Uh, it didn't. It, it just didn't really give details, and I was I don't know like. Yeah, they showed the details on Nintendo Showcase. That's yeah. Why, okay. That's okay. why. Okay. I was like, Damn, that's, that's what I was looking forward to. I wanted to see Capcom yeah. bring their. So so maybe yeah, maybe so. for Nintendo, but I wanted it with the Capcom segment because like that's what I look forward to. I was like, you are one of the gaming like franchises, er, you know, studios that I highly love. I highly respect give it to me give it to me give it to me and then i didn't get what i wanted i, I felt yeah. like you know when you see a trailer for a movie and then you go see the movie and all the good parts were in the trailer and you're like that sucked i kind of feel like that i was like damn i wanted more <laughs> i was like i don't care about the dlc i haven't even started the game yet i got it installed but i didn't start it yet i don't care about your dlc i want to work this um so that was just my little rant i just wanted to go off on that real quick um, now, uh, when we're rating the E3, are we rating this year's E3 on a 1 to 5 scale, on an A to F scale? How are we doing that? Uh, just, just 1 to 5. 1 to 5. So 1 being the lowest, 5 being the highest. Honestly, because yeah. I, I, I get some of it had to be done a certain way, so I, I'm giving some leniency with this. I will say a 4.5. Okay. I, because it... I understand needing to take precautions or wanting to take precautions because even perception, if it just even looks bad, people just attack you. They are so, with what's going on in the world, everybody's so on edge. But in a way, the, the Zoom calls and the Zoom meetings, the Zoom panels, that was to me the worst. The, if, oh, really? Yeah, I didn't like the, any of the Zoom panels. They all, like, I mean, it was funny watching some of the people get roasted in the, in the comments, but um, I didn't like the... I like how they sit there and they do the panels on the stage. I really enjoy that. It, it It's something about the atmosphere and the connection to you. Whereas these people are now sitting in their homes and so it's a little more low-key and they almost don't care as much. I feel like they are more locked on and there for the the fans when they're there at that table so it to me it took a little bit away like now again i'm comparing to you know go back like four or five years when i was still watching it because you know before the accident um but now that i've watched it again after having my break because my health and stuff seeing the stark difference and i understand that's why i can't go full five but i won't go down to four because i'm not going to give them a whole point entirely off for something that they're trying to accommodate there's still travel restrictions with some places some people are just worried because you know i have a rare disease it's not communicable i just have bad collagen it sucks but there are other people that have more significant health issues um to where you know if they were to get this illness it would be much more severe to them so i understand but really, was that like all of your your designers and your people that were like picked by their employers to go to do these? You know, um, I don't think it was the case. And I think that it, it took away if 
here's what it is. I feel like the Zoom call, especially since it was, it looked like a Zoom call. They didn't even like do their own interface over it to make it look a little cleaner and better. It took away some of the, what feels like a little bit of a personal feel to the viewers. And that's yeah. what sucked because I do like when they're locked on and fully attentive. And so it was just something that I noticed. Now, maybe a lot of people didn't notice that and that's fine. And I hope that's the case because that would be better. So I'm like, you know, take that little half point off. I, you know, I can't ever say E3 is bad based on what is and is not presented. I go based on how each showcase is presented and, you know, considering everything going on, E3 was done very well. And I look forward to next year's, especially considering, I uh, hope it'll be back to the normal style. Everybody can be there in person doing this. Um, what was the other thing we wanted to do with it? It was, it, we wanted to grade it. And what was the other part? Uh, what would you like to see for the next year? For next year. You kind of just said it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I want everybody to be there in person and it to be yeah. a little bit more personal. You know what might be a cool thing to do a little different? Maybe What's each it? day, and not to do it the whole day, but like each day, either in the beginning or maybe partway through as like a midday break, have a performer come, like have a DJ come for like 20 minutes and and, and kick out some tunes or have a small performer come. And, and you know, I think I like that- I think that would add a little bit more to it because don't forget music and games is important. Yeah. People forget about that element. And so, you know, I think it would add just, and I don't mean for like a whole show. Don't do, you know, do like just a few songs, you know, just a little bit, just a little bit. I think it would add more excitement and zeal to it. And especially since a lot of more musicians are trying to work with game studios now. Um, I think that would be a good step in you know recognizing that and maybe even merging it more so into the gaming community um and so i look forward to that because that was also a cool part of the damn uh guardians of the galaxy game is the music oh ah, what 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 so you know i'm not saying have joe jeff come and perform but you know you can get a dj that's a really popular or fairly popular dj come to perform um at a really reasonable rate uh, for just like 20 minutes you know yeah, each time music up. or you know one once a day don't do it a bunch like either first thing when you first open or maybe as like a, a midday break when they do the break time um you know nothing crazy but just a little bit i think it would add a little more to the excitement and i think that the people that are actually there would really love that i really do and actually i would go for that i would love to go to e3 if they were doing something like that i think that would be awesome yeah, yeah, that, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Like, uh, wouldn't you want to see something like, I mean, like one DJ I would like to see that I know would not be stupid expensive for them. Most people haven't heard of, and that's fine. But I would like to see Aesthetic Perfection. I'd love to see Daniel Graves up there. He does an amazing job, and he's not just a performer. He is a DJ as well, so it is an option. Um, there are other people out there just like him, though. So it would be cool for them to do something like that. Um, I think it would be... And honestly, I think it would probably be better, like, not necessarily as the midday break, but probably as, you know, the openings. People are coming in and stuff and getting in their seats. Like, I think it would just add more excitement and, and, a, and it kind of sets the tone for what's about to happen. You don't want people just, because sometimes people get there and they feel nervous. You could tell from the crowd that nervous energy. Yeah. You want them to feel excited and at home. 
because that's how you get them to pay attention and you do want them to pay attention because you want them to buy all these games that's your goal so <laughs> do this e3 you're gonna help them because oddly yeah fans and viewers that go um for any type of show like be it like a, a sporting game uh a music performance you know anything like this they start to get a little that like apprehension and nervousness around you know everybody's energies bouncing off that would help like set the tone so they just you know they walk in they hear it they're not even thinking about it and they're like oh okay yeah you know what i'm saying yeah look at that over there you know and instead they're all nervous and looking around like a bunch of freaking like scared rats in a lab like until the people start speaking you see that and that's the one thing that i'm like oh man I think that would be cool to do. Um, like I said, sets the tone, establishes for for the fans what's going to go on. They know what they're going to see. Uh, it, you know, well, not know, but you know, it, it kind of prepares them for what they're going to see, and it could immerse them a little bit more into the experience. Because that's the thing: E3 is not just a showcase for all of these games. It's an experience, and it should be kept yeah, as true. an experience. What would you add? Well, I mean, I would, I would probably add music, but at the same time, um, I, I, I would try to keep it as, as close to the games, keep it as, as keep it, keep it kind of how it is. But it wouldn't be a bad idea for like a DJ to come in. Uh, it depends on the game, but I know if, if I was personally visiting visiting E3, my main focus would be just the games, strictly just the games. Uh, the virtual thing that didn't really affect me too much. You know what I'm saying? Because I already expected it, how it was going to kind of go. Before I think we all started. expected it this year. Yeah, though. so, I mean, that, that didn't really bother me. And uh, me, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't too much care for big crowds or anything like that. So, the, the I, I felt like they kept it. They kept it. They, they did a great job. But they kept it focused on the games. You know what I'm saying? We even got education parts, inside information, like almost board meetings or whatnot. So I, I felt like overall, I would de- I was definitely give it a four, four out of five, not a complete five. Uh, the only reason I probably wouldn't give it a complete five is because, ah, probably because we didn't see a lot of gameplay from my favorite, from, from the top three, which is like Xbox. I feel like Xbox should have showed more gameplay. Capcom should have did better. Square Enix uh, should have did better. Uh, PlayStation wasn't there, but they should have came at midnight and dropped something. PlayStation um, should be at all of them. I'm sorry, like I get it, but like eh, they should be there at all of them. <laughs> like, yeah, but then again, it kind of set the tone to it set them it set the tone and it set them apart from everybody. So I respect it, and I actually kind of like it them not being there because it kind of it gives you more to be excited about. Like, okay, we know PlayStation sitting back watching, and we know they got some cooking, but. Give us something when E3 go off, maybe, or when E3 at the end, like the fourth day or something. Give us something on the fifth day and call it E3 PlayStation Day or something. I don't know, but I'll give it a four out of five, but not a complete five because of just those small things. Because, like I said, Square Enix, Capcom, we should have more gameplay from Xbox, um, and that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Uh, well, I didn't this year because I didn't see it this year, but I didn't watch as much as I had in previous years was there this year um a heavy focus at all at any point on certain games being played by the people there yes nintendo okay so nintendo i did a good job nintendo did a really good job i look uh, forward to seeing 
I, I like to see the person sitting there playing it for the first time and like getting their own. I, I like that. So um, yeah, well, it, it wasn't. I don't think it was like random people. It was more like the developers or the host. Or oh whatever no! Playing, um, a few years back, they used to have like certain. Like I don't know if you had to like buy a VIP pass or what you had to do for that. Yeah. But I know certain people got because that was what hooked me on getting Until Dawn. It was not their showcase. Mm-hmm. Actually, I felt that their showcase was kind of lackluster when that was shown but they had a a guy a young guy i think he's probably a teen sitting there playing a game you couldn't really see him but you see him like hands and stuff playing the game and the gameplay and the way he was playing and it was it was a unique and interesting insight when you can't be there yourself and i liked seeing that it gave me more of the game played it gave me more than the showcase did and that was actually shown I think right after the showcase. So um, it was nice that they at least transitioned from that into there. And I think it, if they're doing that still, that's good. Um, but that's yeah, something that I actually would love to see more of in general, like with the games. Cause I, I feel like none of us get enough gameplay and it's nice to see someone, not a developer who knows how everything should work, but seeing like an average person, like maybe someone got a VIP pass. Yeah. You know? But these, but these guys, these guys, they didn't really necessarily know how it works or whatnot. They would, you could tell they was kind of new at playing because they, they kind of sucked on some of them. <laughs> but, um, that's, that's what I like, some people, when they're part of development, they just do like skinning and graphic and stuff and not the mechanics, you know? So I, I can understand that. So if they probably grab someone like that, then it's more fun. I don't want to see someone who's tested it and knows how to do it, do yeah. it. That's not fun to me. I don't want to see a pro do it. I want to see the average person experiencing it for the first time because that tells me what I can experience. And, so that's that's cool that they didn't pick like someone who's like super spot on with that. Cause dude, if I would rather see someone who you know might die a time or two before they get oh okay costless part. It, it's nice to you know because that's what the average player experiences. Not everybody's pro level, you know. So yeah, that's cool. And, and something else I would like for them to do is is to really like engage, do more engagement. Now, uh, for us with, with people on Twitter or uh, not so much bigger big screen players. Uh, pick a random everyday joke that maybe got two views like myself at times you feel what I'm saying or somebody that's a real real diehard gamer that just hasn't really made it into the industry yet I feel like that's going to happen more into the future but that's something I really wish that uh, you know they would do more of reaching out to the everyday person and say hey what's your takes on games and uh, we're going to let you play these games and whatnot. more demos in games so those were small things that that's I feel a smart like, point yeah I think those because things because you know what that helps sell to their larger audience base because you're right it is a smaller yeah. group of people that are at that higher playing level but having yeah. the average you're really right on that it would it would benefit them and do more and say, yeah that's yeah. a good idea man like seriously yeah <laughs> that's why yeah it's like yeah we're the we're the majority us, the small Joes, we're the yeah. majority of gamers, and you know what I'm saying? We need to be the ones that need to be front row seats at, at E3, like, yo, this game sucks. <laughs> Versus guys that you, you know what I'm saying, paid to be here, or guys that because they were paid are going to say all the right things, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Let's and then you like get that. the game, you're like, man, I got screwed over. <laughs> they lied. Yeah, yeah. Let's stuff like that, you know, but I think things like that is going to improve in in the future uh, for more and and also just more more diversity. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
I think stuff like that is going to be better in the future. So I don't really, you know what I'm saying? I ain't really pay attention. Not necessarily didn't pay attention to it, but it was just one of those things is like, okay, next year it got to be better. <laughs> well, what if, what if, in a slight twist to that, they brought in games that were not you know they're they're in literally in the development process and they've only got little bits that you could like play but allow these average players to you know people like us that are the ones always buying the systems and always buying the games get these people to test it out while it's in its development stage versus just your group of testers that are employed by you so that way you can get honest feedback to maybe tweak and modify the game before you release it. Like what yeah, about that's why I've been, like that? I've been trying to reach out to these guys. I hope they're sitting here li- listening to the podcast and, and looking. I've been trying to reach out to these guys for a And moment. if they're not like, hearing it right now, hearing <laughs> it in the future, please consider yeah. these things. These are great ideas. Yeah. Like, like we want you to do well. We want to give you our money. Holy hell. Like yeah, like let us participate. Where we say shut up and <laughs> make, take it my money. Yeah, make it easier for us. Yeah, make it easier for us. Yeah, right. Make it easier for us. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So let hey let 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 the people know here at Real Gamer where, where to follow you at. Uh, all your social media account names. We're gonna give it a wrap it on now because we're wrapping up at almost close two hours. We're at an hour yes. and forty two on Twitch and hundred and four minutes here at Anchor. Yeah, well, it's been fun, and thank you so much, um, you know, Mastermind, for having me. I love working no with problem. you. You know that. Um, I am Pyretta Blaze. If you want to find me on Twitch, you'll just type in Pyretta Sapphire with one P, or you can find me over on YouTube at Pyretta Blaze. When you go to either of those, you will be able to find a link to all of my socials. It will take you to my Facebook, to my Insta, and my Twitter because some of them do have different names, but they all, both platforms will interlink you to where I'm at when I'm not online. And I stream Tuesdays and Thursdays on Twitch and Wednesdays and alternating Fridays over on YouTube. So you'll be able to find me there. Oh, dope, dope, dope. What about the robot? Now tell my people where we can find you. Tell my people. Where can we find you at? Oh, shoot. Um, Master Twin Bermine, pretty much everywhere. TikTok, IG, um, Twitch, Master Twin Bermine, and Mastermind RGTV at YouTube. Uh, yeah, pretty much everywhere. Master Twin Bermine and Mastermind RGTV. And Real Gamer, the podcast. That's uh, You type Real Gamer in on any of the platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, we there. Nice. Oh, that's good, man. That's good. Yeah, we, we podcast pretty much every, uh, I say almost every day, but uh, weekday drops and mostly the weekend weekend drops. So weekday drops and weekend drops. But there, there's always a new episode. There's never not an episode. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know you were like podcasting so much. I thought you were focused more. Oh, just, yeah, like, we've been cool. podcasting. I didn't know that. <laughs> like, That's we've been really podcasting cool. for probably about four years straight now. I've, I've been at it four years straight. Damn, that's awesome though. Like, like shoot. Yeah, like yeah. Well, we, I, I've been, I've been going heavier and even harder uh, since this year. So I was like, yeah, it's, it's, we're going heavy. We're going hard. We're coming straight for the big league. I've been Hell sending yeah. these guys DMs and everything. Like, yo, what's up, Nintendo? Hey, you got to chase it. That's the thing. Worst the case, they tell you no. But if you don't take that opportunity, you could be passing on a yes. So go for it. And I say that for like all kinds of things. I'd rather people try and fail than to have never tried because you don't regret the things that you did in life as much as you regret the things you did not do. Yeah, true. That's why I'm actually here now. (laughs) Because it was one of those things like, yo, 
gaming. I do this every day, and you know, what I'm saying I, I was born with a controller in my hand, so you know, why not do a podcast? Right. It makes <laughs> sense. Why, yeah, that's why it's called Real Gamer. So hey, I'm very passionate about gaming. So yeah, it's only right. Like I love gaming, but honestly, I'm not just a video gamer. I'm also like a D and D dice rolling, throwing tabletop, you know. Yeah, I've been playing D&D since I was five. I've got a collection of tabletop games that like would make people drool. I I, I just love games. And I actually got a tabletop a couple of years ago with a, a friend of mine. She's a, a tabletop player. That's awesome. I, I actually sent it to you on Twitter. <laughs> That's cool, man. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. We well, appreciate you stopping by. Oh, we got to do this Thanks again. Thanks for having me. Shout out to the homie Angry 80s. He's actually supposed to be on this panel with us. Uh, uh, time zones is really weird. I also had a homie from the West Coast that supposed to be on the panel with us too, but panel uh, with the timing and everything is, is very weird. So I'll definitely be uh, uh, bringing you back in on some some more future podcasts. We got to play some Call of Duty together. Go ahead. Oh, hell yeah. Even if we're not like streaming and stuff, you just want to get on and play Call of Duty. You got like 40 minutes to kill and you're like, hey, I want to hop on and do a quickie game. Well, I mean, now that you got my phone number, just text me because there are times where I intentionally leave social media alone because I know I stir the pot and I need to leave it alone before like I say something that will really hurt someone's feelings. It's like, I'm just having fun. I'm just having fun. All right. Like, I'm not, I'm not, it ain't that deep. Like, it seems like it is, but it's really not. If you see news and political things coming out of me, know that I'm just trying to piss both sides off because both sides are right and wrong on different things. Like, that's life, you know? So, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. I, I call them all out. I don't care. So people see one post and go, oh, she leans this way or one tweet or retweet. And oh, she leans that way. No, I don't. I'm independent. I'm totally in the middle. I, I'm just me and I like to stir the pot. But my Instagram is my chill, cool place. So I yeah, like yeah. just chill and vibe there. Um, but I think that's the kind of community that Instagram builds. You know, like how our Twitch community is different from the YouTube committee a community from the Facebook gaming community. So Yeah, true. You know, I kinda I kinda like come to the level that the community's at and and that's where I am. So if you want something more chill, you don't like the f- spicy feisty, please don't follow me on Twitter. That'll bother you. <laughs> if you want chill and cool and cute, follow me on Instagram. If you like spicy and stuff that stirs the pot, you're gonna wanna follow me on Twitter because I piss people off daily. I get blocked like all the time. It's like I collect people that block me. It's it's a challenge. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sad that, that uh, Angry Edies isn't here. I love hanging out with him and working with him. He's gonna actually uh, edit a, he's done a few edits for me, but he's gonna do a edit a video for me that's very special. And yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I won't be able to release it till the end of the year due to the song I wanna use in it won't be available to me until November 11th or November 12th somewhere in there um but once it's available to me i'll be able to let that video go live without having to worry about uh you know a dmca strike on youtube um but it's a very special video and i can't wait and it's cool that he offered to do that for me because it's um the reunion video between me and my half sister after 31 years apart so yeah so it's it's something special and i can't wait and you know he's awesome you've seen his editing stuff he's yeah yeah he's editing. actually he's actually working on stuff for me i don't know if you know but uh i'm actually a music artist myself we'll talk more about that offline yeah yeah we'll talk about that offline then like, yeah you, you I, I do a, i do a bunch of stuff a, a lot of people just don't realize you're like wait a minute 
You do this too? Yeah, I do that too. Dude, yeah. You do this too? You're the president? Yeah, I do that too. Dude, yeah, we need to talk more. You like, never know. You never know, but we need to talk more. Because, like, especially if you got, like, what music software do you use? Um, Studio One. For, for my for my music, yeah, studio one pretty much for all, all music and uh, audio equipment. Okay, I mean, uh, I really like Logic. From what I, the little teeny bit I was able to use it for. Now I'd have to get a whole that changed all the licensing. Before it used to be like you pay two grand for this dongle. Um, now it's like two hundred bucks for the software. It's they've changed it, which kind of they took away some features that I didn't know about. But Devil knows with all of his music production that he had done. Um, so I, gotta get, I, gotta I didn't tell, lose that on my foot a little bit. Tell them we gotta top it up. Yeah, tell, tell them we gotta top it up. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm gonna send you a Call of Duty uh, uh, link next time, I, next time I hop online for season four. Season four is now actually live. Yes, it I'll is. Be, be getting on that uh, real soon. Um, it was been real. We, yeah, we, it's we, been we, awesome. We, and we I'd love to, to see you again. And I can't wait to see what we talk about next time. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Hi, all right, you have a good one, and thank you so much. It's been wonderful. Um, I'm, I'm sorry about the weird issue getting this going, but I'm glad we got it going. And hopefully <laughs> no, next time, now. yeah, yeah, we hopefully got that it, won't happen again. Like, so sorry in the beginning of this, guys. <laughs> we good, we good, we here now. Right, y'all be easy and game on. All right, GG guys, thanks so much. Bye.